Hi, this is G. Wheeler Wilson, and you're listening to Behind the Panels. What about me? Plastic Man's down there. We don't need two stretchy guys. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome to Behind the Panels issue 137. 37? The comic book show that's not a hoax, not a dream, not an imaginary story. I'm the pre-Flashpoint Richard Gray. I'm the post-Flashpoint David McVeigh. I'm always tell us. <laughs> In this issue, Star Trek gets set to cross over with Green Lantern. The ladies of the galaxy don't stand a chance with Hal and Kirk on the prowl. Then it's all the convergence. Savior, how are the duck and initial Daredevil impressions in what we've been reading and watching? Plus, our kick-ass pick of the week, Identity Crisis by Brad Meltzer and Rags Morales. This is Behind the Panels. <laughs> Previously on CSI DC Universe. That's amazing. Because if that was the start of a CSI, it'd be David Caruso going, looks like we've got some kind of identity crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my ears. We apologise to anybody at home who was originally uh, capable of hearing sound Mm. uh, and has now been deafened by Dave Longo. But I I mean, I I, I have that effect. (laughs) effect. Don't worry, my other senses are are better. (laughs) They're heightened (laughs) as they were. Yeah, of course, we're pretty excited because. Daredevil hit Netflix this week, and and we're all super excited. Some of us, we're all at different stages because we're we'll be doing a full episode. Because some of us have lives. And- <laughs> yeah, he's like, if you get that graph where it's like on the one side is how little life you have, and then the other side is what how much bandwidth you, you have. And- yeah, <laughs> like, Jow leaves work yesterday, going Happy Daredevil Day, everybody. <laughs> and they're Hi, all Jow. like, they're all Hi, like, Jow. were they all like, what's Daredevil? Like, really, like a blind guy? <sighs> <laughs> Wasn't that like a totally a Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> I remember like Jennifer Garner was in that and stuff. They like, like fought on a like, playground to get a phone was, number. That guy like had the tattoo of the the target on his head and stuff. I loved it when they introduced <laughs> in the Daredevil movie. I loved it when they introduced Bullseye with like House of Pain. You know, <laughs> playing in the background. I was thinking because my rich but I'm not a leprechaun. Just as Jow's out the door, Dave shouts, "But the kingpin was black." <laughs> I remember being in this this is so tangential it's not even funny. I was in a um bar in Tokyo on New Year's Eve about 4 or 5 years ago and it's probably closer to 5 years ago now and uh there was this guy that walked in and I swear he looked like Marcellus Wallace in pulp fiction. <laughs> Did he have the band-aid? He didn't have the band-aid, yeah. but he kind of had this real kingpin feel about it right, and, he, and yeah. he sits down. I swear this little sidebar and he sits down and goes, "You know what?" Champagne for everybody. <laughs> and then the said, fifth. I'm going to get mid. I'm like, that was such a pimp move. 
<laughs> so whenever I think I about the how kingpin, you I think about that guy. I love how you went, he didn't have the Band-Aid. <laughs> that was like such a specific, awesome nerd reference. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have the Band-Aid or the little briefcase <laughs> with his soul in there, apparently. Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. I'm, I'm going to get medieval. That's all you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've been downstairs with a yeah. blowtorch. Yeah, that's right. I, I, oh, that's I'm going to get medieval on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know who gets medieval on several asses? Yeah. The characters of Identity Crisis. <laughs> oh, okay. it's, been, it's been a big week for stuff. And, and I think, um, you know, one of the things you'll notice about Identity Crisis is that <laughs> there's a lot of stretchy dudes in mm. it. And uh, <laughs> this is not the first time in DC history that there's been far too many stretchy dudes in one place. The Elastic Superhero Collection, each sold separately. Elastic Plastic Man. You can tie him in a bind and watch him be unwind. Elastic Superman. You can pull him, you can bend him, even have a tug of war. Elastic Batman. No matter how you stretch him. They keep coming back for more. <laughs> elastic Plastic Man, Elastic Batman, and Elastic Superman. Each sold separately by Mego. Oh, no matter how you stretch them, they keep coming back for more. Just like Sue Dibney. This no way. This was coming straight from the era of Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Remember, this yeah. Was, they were big on those stretch things back yeah, then. like, wow, we got toys that can stretch. Ooh, we got was, new elastic stuff. And then you hit the 80s and it was all about points of articulation. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you stretch it too far, it just breaks. And goo goes all over you. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> we're not interested about what you were doing on the sofa last Wait, night. We're talking about while watching Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, this, this is a spoiler for next week's show. Dave's already informed us that he was just basically sitting in his underpants mm, watching with a Daredevil. giant bag of chips. <laughs> uh, I'm some, glad he said bag chocolate. of chips. I really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finishing that sentence. Oh, holy shit. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, I think I, I watched I... the first episode blind and then I was like, this is not working for me. <laughs> the senses were heightened. It's like, it sounds really good though. I'm, I'm two episodes in. And Who said sp- that? And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm two episodes in and we should clarify for those who are not in the loop and living under a rock somewhere. That we're talking about Daredevil that just came out on Netflix. Netflix. Literally <laughs> yesterday. Not the Ben Affleck Not version. the Ben Affleck one. And this is the, thir- the 13 episodes. <laughs> just watched it 13 times. I came home and said, we're going to watch Daredevil. No, sorry. I was at work and I said, I've got to go home and watch Daredevil. And they went, why are you going to go watch Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> it's like, where have you been? <laughs> oh, dear oh, man. Because you know you have second screen options with Netflix? Just in, in my bedroom, I put on you the do? computer Dallas oh, yeah, Vice Club. Right. <laughs> if you get the middle ring option, yeah. That means we could actually fire up my iPad here, my TV there, and watch two episodes at the same time. <laughs> I also, for some reason, downloaded Dallas Buyers Club. Is that is that all right? <laughs> no. I was on iNet and I downloaded Dallas Buyers Club. That's fine, right? Good Lord. Yeah, go and listen to uh, Geek Actually Network, mm. I imagine, this week about that. Actually, we're kind of avoiding it this week. It's just, oh, okay. it's, we've, we've been hammering it too hard. Yeah. So. Well, in the meantime, let's... We there was a lot of books. There was like 700 books came out mm. this week. So let's uh, hit this button so we can talk about them. Because we're not allowed to talk about them unless I hit button four. Okay? All right. Oh, actually, it's button three. But- oh, well, no, no, now you blew it. <laughs> but now you're not oh, going to hit way, before, you hit, before you yeah. hit that button, can I yes. just very quickly say that I'm not editing it because I want it left there? But I think you actually said uh, Identity Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> 
we, can we stop recording and no. go back in here? No, no, no. I think there was a little bit of Peter Cook in there. <laughs> Cryfoss. Now uh, we have to refer from to now it on. It will be that. That's like as good as Age of Ultron. Identity crisis. Relief fired. Oh dear God. Where looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. So convergence, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and all of its tie-ins. Uh, okay, convergence. Well, we talked about convergence last week. Convergence zero dropped. Yeah, as can- we said, DC's moving house. So, <laughs> and I could not get that out of my head the whole time I was reading this because seriously, twelve issues or whatever it was, and it's also water treaty. And I, I'm going to, I was going to say up front, well, we we really liked convergence zero last week. I don't think I liked much of what was. There coming are out of a couple of issues here and there that I thought were actually really mm. good. I think the uh, Dick Grayson uh, Oracle uh, Barbara Gordon uh, issue with uh, the Thanagarians was Thanagarians. <laughs> Thanagarians. <laughs> was really good. Um, I thought that was excellent. But that's Gail Simone, and Gail Simone can't write a bad book. So, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but it was a really good story, too, because she was almost continuing what she did yeah, pre-Flashpoint. Yeah. Problem with this book, well, all of these books, or this this event in total, is the fact that it just keeps repeating itself. Keeps repeating itself. It keeps repeating itself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. As you said, they, it's like they cut and paste. The telos speech. The telos speech. Yeah, we, we broke the formula down before we recorded. It's, it's Dome. <laughs> that's first, and then it's dome goes. No, it's one year earlier oh, yeah. for two pages. That's right. That's then right. the dome, then the dome falls with the big long speech, which goes on for about ten pages. Yeah, and then, and then it's, it's like you're here, and then, and then it's a like, cliffhanger, and then it's like cliffhanger. You're going to fight this person next month. Fight! It feels like a video game. It doesn't feel like a comic book. It's like battle royale. It's like, what do people like about injustice? Let's just do that for the first issue, the setup for all of that. And And look, it's really, it's kind of fun seeing we saw a Flashpoint Arthur Curry, we saw a Flashpoint Wonder Woman, we saw a Flashpoint Batman. And a lot of pre-Flashpoint stuff. A lot of pre-Flashpoint stuff. Um, Superman Funnily enough, there is, I don't think we've seen any New 52 at all. Now, this first week of Convergence is for people. (laughs) You're going to make me lose it, Richard, seriously. (laughs) Is for people who don't like the New 52. Yeah, pretty much. And so, (laughs) which leads me to believe that the second part of all of these is going to end up being New 52 heavy. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, this is basically the, the big event um, it's a crisis by any other name. Crisis 2015. <laughs> Pretty much. Where, where they've taken people from all the different worlds and plonked them down on some kind of battle world and involved them in a secret, in a, in a secret war of some kind. Uh, Marvel, are you listening? Uh, there, there are lawyers lined up at this point. Yeah, Marvel are going, they beat us to it by two months. Uh, i got to say, I'm really interested in how Convergence is going to conclude because once all the findings how it's going to converge, what, what, yeah. yeah, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be like this Telos guy going, "Well, I guess you can all live together now." And, bye. <laughs> like, like, what and, would appa- and apparently, I'd like to the buy the world the a coke. And apparently, the new 50, apparently the new world that comes out of this will just be Gotham City because everything else has been destroyed. Yeah, so. that's the only they've picked, picked cities off every planet, but they've picked Gotham City off every planet. <laughs> Here's seen. your new planet. It's Gotham City. Well, maybe. <laughs> Gotham Planet. Gotham Planet. Oh, <laughs> World War Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it'll be. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. The, so look, can I just briefly say that I kind of liked Convergence as a whole. <laughs> I don't know. like uh, To me, like, Convergence is, is a whole. Miss, but I'm still going to read it. I didn't. No, 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 let me get this straight. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I just felt like the big the big question is why. I Look, to you me, the, 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 the prime Convergence book was terrible. 
I really didn't like it. It was poorly written. It was. I just it was felt like just, an excuse to bring the earth to people. G- given how good Convergence Zero was, Convergence Number One was just a poorly written book. Mm. And a lot of these books, because of that formula you mentioned in that first, like that one year earlier, and that kind of life under the dome part, a lot of that worked well in a lot of the books. Particularly Harley Quinn was a really, Harley Quinn really was good, really good. Um, it, was re- it was heartbreaker mm. actually, and. As you said, the Nightwing Oracle one was quite good, and I think there's a few other ones we were mentioning we quite liked. I quite, and quite like, oh, so the, the question was really good. Yeah, the question, the question was, was good, really and good. I really quite like what they did with some characters because there is one continuing thing that runs throughout most of them, which is Poison Ivy, yes. who has now lost her powers, but she's just gone to yeah. gardening, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah, yeah. feeding the city because yeah. they've got nothing else. They're under a dome, and so she basically turned Central Park into a... a a greenhouse, yeah, and that those sort of things are really neat, you know. And yeah. it's like all those sort of elements were really. Neat. I thought the speedy issue was quite interesting as well because it actually continues the pre-flashpoint stuff when he lost his arm Correct. and how he recovers and all. And that I, sort of it stuff. was pre-flashpoint yeah. um, um, Starfire as well, who yes. I much prefer to the New Fifty Two Starfire. Because they're doing a pre-flashpoint New uh, Teen Titans, but they're also doing in one of the later Convergence ones is going to be a New Teen Titans story, and it's actually written by Marv Wolfman, mm-hmm. who did the New Teen Titans back in the eighties. Because so they can, be they cool. can just do away. with with the totally. new 52 Teen Titans. Bring back the original Teen right. Titans and we'll yeah. be, you know, I think the, the new Teen Titans and we'll be in business. I know? don't think there's an outright bad book here. I think it's got more... Oh, I disagree. Well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe like, but the way I looked at it, it's a bit different. I kind of look at it like... I couldn't get through Batgirl. Like so, there is some yeah. solid... It's, it's, I think for me, it's more my personal taste that affects how I enjoy this so, kind of thing. Because a lot of these yeah. books to me were like four and fives out of ten. Yeah, like no, I, I guess, just I really didn't... So. They were yeah. just lazy writing yeah. to set up. You know. I did, can, can I also put it out there? I didn't understand Superman because new, the, the Superman book mm. actually did away with. We set up the same formula for every book one one year before yeah. the, mm. the dome, and then the dome falls. Except in Superman, in Superman, the dome's fallen. Yeah, well, they just shifted the timeline slightly, and it's like you're, go, like you're messing with my head now because what the hell? But that but was I, cool. I liked. That. I did like that. I, liked that. That, I did like actually. Have, I did like yeah. it because I read that one. That was the last one I read, and I read that this morning, and I liked that Lois is pregnant in that mm. one because clearly he was human for a while. Does that mean that this baby's now going to burst out of I like, I, liked, I like Superman because he doesn't have his powers and he's having to be like Bruce. And he yeah. looks like, like, well, he looks like Daredevil from the Netflix series. And he's like saying, well, Bruce can do it. Yeah. You, I can do it too. And it's like, yeah, but you don't yeah. have Bruce's training. Mm. You know, so. I was just going to say there is an element for me of like, I, I like the DC universe for the most part and mm. all the multiverses. and But there are, because it's such a big thing, there are pockets of it that I'm not that into. Yeah. But that's, so that's the thing. I think there are, that's kind of how I feel about we the whole sh- we thing. We should say that like Convergence is like we've committed to reading all of Convergence because yeah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we're really interested in it. <clears throat> but Convergence is designed that you can just pick up the characters mm. apart from the main Convergence storyline, like yeah. the main seven issues. Uh, you can just pick up the, the storylines and the worlds that you're interested in. It's like if you just like Harley Quinn, pick up the Harley Quinn issue. If you mm. just like the pre-Flashpoint stuff, pick up the, pre- the pre-Flashpoint stuff. If you like the the get Gotham by Gaslight stuff, pick that up when it comes out. You know, don't you don't need to get everything. And that may be know. part mm. of the problem. Part of the problem is we're reading it all. Yeah, and that may be part of the problem is that we're watering yeah. it down. Uh, and possibly, yeah. <laughs> but know, I'm still going to read the lot because well, I'm, that's yeah. what we do. So, and I'm a sucker for this stuff. But I think as well. based on the sounds of things, I enjoyed it the most. I guess I think yeah. you probably did. The but then, yeah, I, I didn't outright love it or anything like that. I just they were pleasurable reads. I didn't think they were like there's I, not there's the problem with it is though there's not much depth. No, I, that's it's exactly like a, my problem. It's like really empty. 
but yeah, and you know, you know past what? the time well enough. <laughs> and you know what, yeah. Dave? That's exactly yeah. my problem because I've been reading all this other multiversity stuff. Mm. Oh, and yeah, then, like if you compare it to Grant Morrison, not even Grant Morrison stuff, just like all crazy. the other multiverse stuff, yeah. that all the other crises that have come out. Of course, because you've been. And I've been back. reading all of those, yeah. but and they all had there was there was there was something mm. there was a core to them, and maybe that core is yet to present itself. But yeah. th- there there is nothing here. There's no the setup is basically like dropping you all down. Fight. And yeah. that's and that's literally like, all the setup like, you get. Yeah, I, I guess the metaphor, the apt one, is like they just chucked all the comics into a blender, and it's just mm. sort of like what the new. <laughs> that's good bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what we're going to end up with is just a blended comic, or, or if they, yeah, that they is sh- a brilliant <laughs> reference. The bassomatic. <laughs> <of comics. laughs> that is a brilliant reference. God. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so look, some of the other there's other stuff came out this week as no. well. No, um, it's hard to believe. Savior is mm. one that I know you liked. I loved it. This yeah. is Todd McFarlane's new book, and uh, it's I was a big me. Spawn reader as well. Yeah, I read about the first twelve or thirteen trades of of Spawn, the classic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because Spawn's having a bit of a revival at the moment because there's that Spawn Resurrection that came mm. out a few weeks ago, and that's yeah. leading into a new Spawn <clears> series. <throat> yeah, so. I just got overwhelmed with Spawn. It was just like. There's so much to read. Oh, Save is really Man, interesting. I think there's like I think 350 issues of Spawn. I yeah. think it's been going. It's like yeah. it's image's longest running title. Isn't and it? apparently, yeah. Tom McFarlane is working on a new film too. And he said to oh. ignore the old film, and he's yeah. gonna, they're going to try and do proper Spawn. The, the early nineties stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. Spawn sort of goes. Well, we shouldn't really be talking about Spawn, but Spawn sort of starts off really strong and edgy, and then it kind of just fades into. You know, Todd McFarlane kind of not really being involved in it that heavily mm. and well, all he's, this stuff. He's but then co-writ- he came back after a he long time. He was busy time. making action figures. Yeah, he's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He's co-written this with Brian Holguin and uh, the art from Clayton Crane in this it's is like off amazing. the freaking hook. Like, it's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. Like, it's beautiful painted art. Um, it concerns this. The, the main character is a reporter who in, in the opening scenes, they're, they're like sort of there's some, there's something they're calling a miracle has happened and she's interviewing the guy and he gets shot mm. and it goes back and tells the story presumably of how we led up to that point and I don't want to say too much more because it really is one of those things which is a joy to discover. Totally, and, you know, you really, yeah. like it's a, it's a real mystery. It's a mm. proper mystery in this book and, and I really like it and it's yeah. kind of got... I It's kind of the same reasons I like Revival, you know? Yeah. It's kind of got that small town, something's happened... Mm. Let's slowly work this out together. It's but just it's it's one of those things that refreshes you straight away because it's just it's laser focused. Yep, and it's paced really well. Yeah. And you just you, unfortunately that doesn't happen all the time in comic books. Yeah, it's kind of like you know? uh, Todd McFarlane's sort of comeback renewed. Yeah, and you know, uh, and that's I, I just and really it said in the in the the letter section at the end because there's no letters. They have this interview with Todd mm. McFarlane, and he says like. Um, I think it's an interview anyway. I can't really remember, but he says something along the lines of he's been sitting on this idea for years. For a long, long time. Yeah. Wow. I was actually just looking at the back of that issue as well. There's also an ad um, if you want to read Spawn. Mm. The entire 250-issue Spawn comic library and Spawn Origins collection is now available for the first time ever in digital format ah, from Comixology. Okay. Hey. So if you want to go Uh-oh. back and get the lot, it's time there to you go. go. Crazy. And because it's Image, it's all CBR, it's all um, DRM-free, so you can read that. Maybe it's time to go catch are. up on Spawn. I think it's time to catch up on Spawn. <laughs> we should do Spawn on a later... Um, yeah, so I don't know where to start. I just guess from the Issue beginning. One. Yeah. Um, some of the other stuff that came out this week that I really, really enjoyed. Do not ask me or Dave to explain what the hell is going on with Grant Morrison's <laughs> Nameless. We just know we love it. We know, <laughs> we know we love it. But where this issue, the last 10 pages of this issue is a complete and upper, mm. utter mind frag. Yeah. 
Okay, it's just I've got no idea what's going on. I think I love it. I think it's mm. genius. Yeah. But and Chris Burnham's just having these little indulgences. Oh, Chris Burnham is off the hook in this. He's he's like, gone full quietly on this one, hasn't he? Oh, he's always been full quietly, <laughs> really. <laughs> I know, but he's like they're like that opening, brothers. that opening shot. I like the fact that you guys were like so that. you guys had <clears throat> so no idea what this book was about that you didn't even put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it was coming out this week. I'd forgotten about it until I saw it on my list of releases. I just saw that it was <clears throat> Graham Morrison. <laughs> yeah, it was like, all right, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, I've been reading it though every like a day within it's been coming yeah. out. I, I don't know. I read it's the majority really of stuff cool. this morning, yeah. so I thought, um, you know, the speed at which I read it was why mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. And you came back to me and said, I, I had no idea what's going yeah. on. <laughs> but um, it's with Graham Morrison, you get the vague tones. It's like you know, you know that it's a color, but you're not quite sure where on the wheel it goes. <laughs> you know, you know and what I mean. Yeah. That's the thing. But I mean, it's yeah. also a puzzle. I mean, yeah. this is issue three out of yeah. however many. So. Yeah. Like we'll 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 see the pieces together eventually. Totally. So we yeah. just have to to, to stick Hopefully, with it. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Um, Big Man Plans number two came out. Still oh, love you know this what book. it's like though. If if you, say you saw four wheels independently just rolling down the road, would you call it a car? No, I'd say four wheels. Did Grant well. Morrison? But, <laughs> but but what defines a car? He'd, call, <laughs> he'd say, well, each of the wheels comes from a different plane, <laughs> yeah. and if you put them together. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sorry, moving on. Uh, Big Man Plans number two came out, and I still mm-hmm. love this book. This is the yes. one about I actually the, didn't get to this one. I'm dying to read this. Yeah, so. this is about the little person with the heart of coal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it is still freaking so amazing. Good. It is it's just it's like I, I I know it's it's Eric Powell, so it's the goon. Mm-hmm. Um but it feels like Garth Ennis has written this for all the world. Like it's just it's that that kind of sense of humor. It's like an angry, angry man wrote yeah. this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just really angry with the yeah. world. Absolutely. Um I'm you know I'm saving which one for last. Yeah, I've um, noticed that. Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck number two, David. You could dude. This was awesome. <laughs> we got the full Guardians in this one now. Yeah. I love the fact that uh, Star Lord is betray- Star Lord is portrayed as a complete non. Mm. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude. Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, look, this is if, if you're if you want to have fun reading a comic book, and uh, Rocket has the map. Shaved into his chest, chest. <laughs> and then yeah, and and how keeps awesome. coming back. Keep, he's coming back this? to it, and then they realise that they've got access to the computer system. He goes, "Well, why did you spend all that time shaving goes, the map?" Root chest? took hours to do, do this. that. And he goes, "No, they do." He says, "Like, no, Drax really oh, got Drax into it." Like, yeah, Drax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, look, if you want to have fun reading a book, and then um, the collector off at Cosmic Con. <laughs> oh yeah, the collector goes to Cosmic Con, and it's kind of like you know, and he goes, and you get there's a bit, only the only eight of these cubes have ever been released. He goes, "If I get them all, do I get the ultimate cosmic power?" No. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I still want them. I saw the and Galact- and Galactus is in the background looking at <laughs> It's great. It's, if you, it's if, nuts. If you actually want to have fun reading a comic, Chip Zdarsky's Howard the Dark is the book that you go and yeah. get. It's kind of like- Oh, and shall we just say that Aunt May has a cameo, which you won't expect. Oh, you will not see that coming. No, you won't see it final, final page cameo, and it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. It's kind of like what Harley Quinn is doing for the uh, DCU. Mm-hmm. And put it this way, Marvel has two books like this now that are completely off the wall. Yeah. Uh, one of them is this, the other one is Squirrel Girl. Yeah, and, and especially you could throw Deadpool into the kind of that. And Deadpool too, well. but I mean, in particular, these two are very comic. They're very, they're just very out of their tree. Yeah. This is by far the better. I mean, Howard the Duck is if, nuts. If they made a Howard the Duck film, this is the film they should make. Absolutely. Another Howard the Duck film, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Well, they should make the Howard the Duck film. Let's just yeah. put that way. <laughs> um, look, Actually, let's just say, if they make a Howard the Duck film, because they've never done one up until now. so That's, um, tr- that's true. <laughs> they never did. Not once. They made a film no, called no. Howard the Duck, but it wasn't Howard the Duck. Little Bond Hopper. <laughs> 
Um, it's, I know it's on your soundboard. No, somewhere. it's not. Oh. Um, Spider Woman. Did you catch up with that one? Not yet, but that is on my list. That's it's really today. good. Really fun. Lots of fun. Kind of keeping that. It's kind of like doing the Batgirling of the Marvel universe, but doing it right. You know, kind of keeping that youthful vibe to it, but not quite. It's getting what. The- Batgirl should have been if yeah. they're going to do this. Do you know they're doing a whole month of Gwen Stacy covers in June? Of course yeah. they are. Yeah. Have you seen you that thing you posted yesterday on your Facebook yeah, yeah, wall yeah. about the which artist was it? Uh, it was, oh, um, oh man. I've forgotten. Oh, yeah. Frank Cho. It was Frank, Frank Cho. Frank Cho. Yeah, yeah. Did this? Yeah. <laughs> he did a parody cover as a sketch on his on his Facebook page of um, uh, Spider Gwen in in the Spider Woman pose that in that Milo right, Minaro right. one and. <clears throat> He, he got like people got into hot water and Mary Sue attacked him. So in response, he actually drew a um, Harley Quinn version of it, going, uh, yeah, "This, yeah, this is so last year." And go, "Mr. J, how much longer do I have to hold this pose for?" <laughs> and then he says something like, "Until the internet quiets down." down so. yeah. <laughs> Until the internet quiets down, Harley. Um, I love it when that when that uh, Spider Woman picture came out. Everybody was jumping up and down, going, "It's because she's a woman, and you'd never see Spider Man." in this pose and then somebody actually brought out a comic which had Spider-Man in exactly the yeah, same Yeah, like, but let's not get into it. I mean, I, I can see where they're coming from with that Mila Minara thing but the thing is at the end of the day you you hire Mila Minara to do a cover that's, exactly. you get something sexy but I can still understand the complaints but mm. we're not going to get into I it I think today. the bigger issue just, is the people, know, should, people should just go back and listen to our episode where we, yeah. we, well, we actually talk about, about yeah. it. Yeah. Go back, yeah. it was Bounce September last year. Yeah. Go back and listen to that. Um, but uh, I've saved, of course, the best for last. Um Saga number 27 came out this week. Hells yeah. My God. Like, the thing is, we all just going to go quiet afterwards mm. because, like, what do you say? Like, it was yeah. just magnificent again. Yeah. Every month, Jesus comes back to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, seriously, this is a book that opens up. The first the first panel is Marco doing Alana from behind and she's saying, slap that fat ass. <laughs> a pregnant Alana. Pregnant Alana. So it's a flashback. Yeah, yeah. It's doing what um, Brian K. Vaughan does best, which is, like, he's left us on a cliffhanger and then giving us a flashback mm. immediately yeah. afterwards. And then he's you know? like, it's a flashback without having to be a flashback. Yeah. It's so brilliant. Because it's like a, it's a drug-induced uh, yeah, yeah. flashback. And and where that issue ends, and it's kind of like, and you think it's just horrible experience it's gone through, and this is not a spoiler, yeah. but it's just Marco coming to a better understanding. It's exactly what he needed. Needed, you know, yeah. and it's just, <laughs> and all this stuff is like more tragic and, and weird when you realize, when you remember this is, all told, still told through Hazel's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> this will always be the issue for me with the the robot doctor, and yeah. the, just because of that. There's one panel where in the background you see the anatomy skeleton of the of the robots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the television head and the robot skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it look. This is this is just. I don't know. I think Why I hate is- it now. <laughs> <laughs> you lie. Uh, the. I just don't understand, like, why all comic books can't be this good. Brian Brian K. Vaughan should just be the president of the world. Yeah. And, and I'll be happy. You Do you know, know like, all, all 10 issues of his... Although, um, I, the only thing that would make me disagree with that, sorry, Richard, the only thing that would make me disagree with that is that this is the same Brian K. Vaughan that produces Under the Dome. Dome. So as a comic book artist, the TV he's brilliant. <laughs> I, but, I, I don't know. I'll, I... Yeah. This is also the same Brian K. Vaughan that produced Under the Dome. <laughs> <laughs> you like Under the Dome? I, I what I watched of Under the Dome, I didn't mind. Yeah, is it, isn't like that convergence couple, though? I don't know. The like, like the problem is when you go Stephen it's King, actually the Simpsons yeah, movie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The kind of, yeah, like just briefly, 
Stephen King working in live oh, action form is is pretty rare. <laughs> but what they do with Under the Dome, I don't understand. Let's, I like this for another show, but just really briefly, Under the Dome, amazing, amazing novel. The show was really, really good until they were like, "Hey, let's not do the novel." Yeah, well, it's the like, first, what the, was wrong with the first like? I like the, the first, first six epi- episodes like the f- were really, really good. It was like this is just the comic, and then it changed. Yeah, not the comic. The I like the first couple of episodes of Under the Dome, and then I just fell away from it because I just went, "This is just." It's just repeating itself now. Any, anything with Asax Schrader is. But my watching, my, my my original point was: you say we think Brian K. Vaughan should be president of the world. Mm. I think as a comic book creator, he is brilliant. Mm. He's not necessarily always so brilliant outside of that role. Okay, now, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm giving us about two minutes to talk about this because we're doing a whole show on it next week. But I got one word. It's fine. Okay, so. You, you probably got a soundbite. <laughs> no, 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 no soundbite. So, Agents of Shield dropped it. No, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Agents of Shield this week was really good. I really enjoyed it. Was, it. it was very yeah, good. It was like, I love that she's in the house the banner built. Yeah, I shouldn't, yeah, have, been, I shouldn't yeah. have fallen for that. It's it's it's, yeah. it's a it's a good Inhumans episode. They're, mm. really, they're really building the human stuff now. Mm. I, I take your point. Last week, there's a little bit of water treadiness, but the whole thing with the 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 kind of monastery and the mountains and everything. Oh, like I think that. it actually redeemed itself this week. Yeah. So last week was kind of like, what the hell are we doing? Did you like? This they pretty really much good. got Nightcrawler without having Nightcrawler yeah. in there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really lovely. Yeah. Okay, I love to do it. Anyway, um, it's a show called Darred Evil <laughs> dropped this week on um, uh, NET Flix. Um, <laughs> and no, uh, we we are doing a whole special next week with Ryan K. Lindsay about Netflix. Uh, Netflix. About Netflix. About Daredevil for Netflix. But our first impressions, we've all watched different numbers of episodes. Mm-hmm. So we can't talk about it too deeply at this point. <clears throat> I guess my, my initial uh, impression is sploosh. Um, I think my first my first impression was hated it. No, no, I'm no, just no. Saying, <laughs> wrong one. Sorry, be <laughs> yeah. And uh, David, I am crying right now. <laughs> it's true. He's I'm got- I'm six in, so like I, he was I, sitting I, there I, on the couch <laughs> in his shorts with his giant. Bag of chips, and yeah. uh, I think that's screams in. <laughs> jealous. <laughs> what, jealous? You're just yeah. jealous. But I've seen the kingpin in action. Oh, you oh spoilers! The kingpin comes into you it. You haven't yet. No. But oh, I was. My, my I wife actually oh. went. Vincent D'Onofrio. And this, I said, "Yeah, you're playing the kingpin." She goes, oh, "I don't want to see him." Play that guy. <laughs> She'll be dunk, like, dunk. He, "Why is he fat now?" She, like, she likes him as a good guy. You know? Where's yeah. his hair? Yeah, the, I think the kingpin's the true hero of this series, right? Mm. Like that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's actually the daredevil in, in the suit. That's the big twist. And you know, <laughs> you know, in the last episode of this season, the whole Avengers come into it. We should say that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I do no. like the references yeah. to the Avengers in there. We'll we'll, nice, we'll yeah. talk about this more next week, yeah. obviously. But I just want to say that they introduce a character who's black, and I nearly died. But that's all I'll say because I don't want to spoil it. I think it. I know who it is, but that's all right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I nearly died. Okay. Looking forward to it. I can't wait. The show is just... The yeah, no. The show is... One, the one word I would say for this is it is, it is fantastic. I'm it echoing Richard's really sentiments and yours. Yeah. <sighs> that's Why do one. we love these things? I don't understand. I, I don't <laughs> because we're... <laughs> you mean... Exactly. (laughs) Right, it's time for some news headlines. The 
nominations for the Hugo Awards have been announced. Ms. Marvel, Saga, Sex Criminals, Rat Queens, and The Zombie Nation received nods for Best Graphic Story, while Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and The Flash were listed as finalists in the dramatic presentation categories. It's official. The Captain America Winter Soldier and Civil War team of Joe and Anthony Russo will direct the upcoming two-part Avengers Infinity War. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely have been confirmed to script the film. Meanwhile, Phil Lord and Chris Miller have begun writing Warner's standalone film for the Everything is Awesome, The Flash. <laughs> Mark Millar has partnered with producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura to bring Jupiter's legacy to the screen. <laughs> IDW oh really and DC Comics announced Star Trek slash Green Lantern The Spectrum War a new comics crossover that will kick off in July from Trek writer Mike Johnson and with art from Angel Hernandez Ed Screen has confirmed via Twitter that he will be playing Ajax in the upcoming Deadpool movie Lucy Griffith has been cast in AMC's Preacher as a new character Emily Woodrow and finally, Kevin Smith has confirmed that More Rats 2 will be his next film, with filming pushed forward to the end of 2015. That's very exciting news. It is very exciting and news. And for those who don't listen to the abundance of Kevin uh, Smith podcasts out there, reason being is he found them all. Uh, that is set for demolition, yeah. and he has to shoot it before the, the, he loses access to that mall. So. Oh, look, I'll I'll probably see this one. I'm actually really excited about More Rats 2. Mm. I probably more than Clerks 3, which is weird because I love the Clerks films and but and I didn't like More Rats as much the first time I saw it, but I think there's there's a lot to be had. Apparently Affleck and Claire Folani are still the holdouts. Mm. They haven't confirmed yet. Everybody mm. else is back on board. Everybody's back on board, yeah. Now, it'd be very interesting to see if Ben Affleck actually does. Because spoilers, his character went to prison at the end of the last And all we, all we really want <laughs> spoilers is... Spoilers for 10-year-old film. He had you know. sex in a really uncomfortable place. Back, back <laughs> of a Volkswagen? <laughs> all we really want is him on screen for one second and yeah. it just completely... They should just do a Paul Walker-style like, reuse <laughs> of like, footage of Affleck. <laughs> get, 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 um, what, get, uh, Ahmed get Ahmed Best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dear! Um, I just wanted to uh, backtrack and say that uh, Mark Millar is partnered with producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura to bring Jupiter's Legacy to the screen. We, Optimus Prime. We should not forget that bon- uh, de Bonaventura is also the producer of a the Transformers films, but mm. also Battleship, and <laughs> and he also produced the GI Joe movies. Yeah. And he's produced a lot of crap. So what's so. wrong? What's wrong with those movies? <laughs> They He's made- also produced some good stuff too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, hey, I- those movies made money. Therefore they're-, <laughs> therefore, they're good. Yeah, well, exactly. That's the theory. I think. Battlefield so. didn't make any money, wasn't it? Battleship. Battleship made money. My head exploded. I know. Yeah. Internationally, <laughs> you just sunk his battleship. I, I just like, wow. I did. Everybody went quiet for a minute there. Yes, Battleship internationally actually made money. <laughs> We're absorbing the knowledge that Battleship. Wait, what's made that money? about Daredevil Netflix? <laughs> 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 All right, kittens. Uh, I think it's time for the kick-ass pick of the week. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. When Sue Dibney, wife of the elongated man, is murdered in her own home, the superhero community is devastated. Every hero on earth is shaken. They come together in mourning, they hold their loved ones closer, and they immediately begin a worldwide search to find her killer. But some of them think they already know who it is, 
for the League holds a dark secret. Still controversial over a decade after its release, written by best-selling author Brad Meltzer and illustrated by Rags Morales, this seven-issue miniseries changed the face of the Justice League. This is the dark side of heroism. This is Identity Crisis. Serious. That was <laughs> epic. Well, it's 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 a book that that, that that does tackle some fairly serious topics. So who did it? Um, <laughs> actually, before we get into Sorry. serious topics, yeah. I just want to uh, just to just to uh, highlight here that Battleship, oh, <laughs> Battleship, are you, are you ready? Took sixty five million dollars in, in sixty five million dollars sixty five dollars sixty five million dollars <laughs> in the states, which is a complete flop. But internationally, it took $237 million. Wow. And that all sounds that really... That kept it afloat. It did. <laughs> $309 million. Sorry, $303 million was its total taken. You go, wow, nice success. How much did Battleship cost to make? Buck 50? I don't know. $209 million. Okay. <laughs> do, you know, do you know that... Um, that ba- well, there was Dark Tower news today, but back then... Uh, Universal passed on the Dark Tower to, to make do Battleship. battleship. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, back onto okay. the book. So this book uh, was quite controversial. Very serious opening because this is this is probably still one of the most controversial books. And in fact, Chris Sims of Comics Alliance called the series the comic that ruined comics. Um, while, uh, you know, Greg Burgess of Comic Book Resources said that it did profound damage uh, by the treatment of Sue Dibney and Gene Loring, which is something we'll get into as we talk about the book. Um, other people just thought it was spotty in places. Um, I know rest of this, and you know, in fact, Comics Alliance ended up putting it in their 15 worst comics of the decade, <laughs> saying it was the embodiment of all the worst aspects of the current superhero comics. Um, our friend Jamie Lawrence and a few other people have, have compared this as well. Um, over at uh, Good Games Hurstful, have said you know you can compare this to Civil War in the sense that it 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 ultimately put a, a division straight down the middle of uh, our favourite comic book characters and brought a darker side um, into modern comics. You can almost, this mid, and they weren't, they weren't that far apart. This was, this came out in 2004. Civil War was what, 2006-ish? Um, or maybe it was a little bit, that, yeah. around that. Let's just say, it was a, anyway, it was all in the in the first decade of the 2000s. Mm. So this is, this is the point where we had like the second dark age of comics. Now, for reasons that we'll get into in, in, in a moment, this is one of those books that is pointed to um, when when people talk about how women are used in comics me- disproportionately. 2006, 2007. 2006, 2007. So these, these are about two years apart, these books. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those books that's pointed to in comics when, when as women being used disproportionately as um, victims, as foils, as, as uh, literally in this case punching bags, as, as a plot device – to, to further the hero's journey. Um, in this case, and this is not a spoiler because it all happens in the first issue, um, Sue Dibney, uh, a classic character who'd been there you know, for a very long time, which the wife of Elongated Man, is murdered in her apartment. Not only is she murdered in her apartment, her body is burnt. And it, it, the first issue ends with this, this, this heartbreaking scene of the Elongated Man wrapping his arms as, as long as he can around her, just, just crying. And then, then you get to a point where they're they're hunting for the killer. Now, 
It gets a little darker, uh, and this is where we get into spoiler territory if you've not read it, because this is end of issue one, beginning. This is issue two. They, they sort of turn around, I think, at the end of issue one and say, mm. we've got to go find Dr. Light. Because they've all realized, like, there's a group of them have realized, you know, our past is catching up with us. We have a hitherto, hitherto un, um, unmentioned um, incident that happened somewhere in, in the classic age of, of the Justice League where. Let's 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 not mince words. Um, we're at some stage in the past. Doctor Light, who had become a bit of a ridiculous villain later in the time, had apparently broken into the Justice League um, satellite, had found um, Sue Dibney there, uh, and and had crime of opportunity, raped her, and then um, is uh, they capture him, wipe his mind, and then change his personality. And this was actually a massive rift. Um, for the people in uh, who were there, like half the heroes agreed with that, half the heroes didn't. So really, Identity Crisis is a murder mystery, but at the same time, it's an excuse to kind of reveal some of these dark secrets that sort of start coming out as a result of the murder mystery. And in fact, those dark secrets came out almost unnecessarily because... You know, at, in the end, the murder is revealed for completely different reasons. Mm. Yeah, and it's not and Dr. Light at all. It's so. not Dr. Light at all. And they can, work that out very quickly. Um, do you want to? Okay, look, this is if, a spoilers and all show. Spoilers and all show, and it is if, an old if, book. Okay, so, so this, this book is now, it celebrated yeah, its 10th anniversary it. last year. Spoilers for the Who Done It now. It was Gene Laurie! <laughs> Step on down, Gene. What have you won? Well, you've won. What is interesting is, as a murder mystery. Wait, who? <laughs> as a mur- as a- to as keep a- it thematic, this yeah. was the Adam's wife. The yeah. Adam's wife. <laughs> now, as, Sorry, as a- just to, re- as in this, to relegate the woman to in this a book, wife again. All women yeah. are victims and killers. Yeah, all wives. <laughs> the old wives are victims to and killers. To put this into perspective, though, I'd never read this book before. Yeah, neither. And I didn't see the twist coming. Yeah. No, um, and I actually really appreciated that I didn't I see the twist coming. I thought it was actually very interesting <laughs> yeah. how it was handled. I thought it was also really interesting how uh, truth comes out that yeah. that was not the only mind that memory that yes. had been modified. That's the really interesting part of this um, book. Yeah. And, and this all comes out because the Flash follows them. Yeah. And once again, as you said two weeks ago, I think it was where you said the Flash really is probably the most important hero in the DC <laughs> yeah. universe because he is critical to being everywhere yeah. at all times. And yeah. he is the one that reveals this little, this <laughs> yeah. little cluster of, quite, quite, let's face it, the B, the B level Justice Leaguers. Uh, we're talking about Zatanna. We're talking about Green Arrow. We're talking about um, uh, who else is in that group? It's uh, um, it was yeah, it was. I've got it here. It was uh, da, 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 it was it was it was Black, there, Black Canary. Black Canary and um, uh, Wonder Woman was there. No, oh, no, no sorry, no. pre Christ. It was Black Canary. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, who the other anyway, was. it was a little grouping of oh Carter Hall. Carter, was yeah, Carter yeah, Hall yeah. was there, and this little grouping of like literally, literally second tier heroes mm, who mm. were involved in this mind wipe thing, and Zatanna was the one who actually did it with yes. magic. And because somebody else had found out about it, which in this particular case, for spoilers and all, is Batman. Yes, they also wiped his memory. Um, yeah, and now that was also the big thing that kept coming up all the way through. Going, do you think he really knows? Yeah, it's mm. like. Of course he does. He's the world's greatest detective. He's the world's greatest he, detective. Yeah, you know, he, he, we, we choose to remember what we want to remember. The funny thing is, Batman probably would have condoned it. Probably. He probably would have condoned it. Yeah. Not to himself, but to, to Dr. Light. Well, no, the, the, the implication <laughs> was that he didn't 
condone it, so that's why they wiped his mm, mind. Yeah, but I think they could have won him over because that's the sort of thing that Batman yeah. would do. But what this actually, <laughs> what what it ultimately does is it creates this rift in in the the main characters between the and and kind of is a throwback to those great uh, and, and let's face it, great Green Arrow stories where there he was the conscience of mm. uh, of the DCU where he would would I, there was a great issue and I think it's Justice League sixty six. Um, God, the fact that I know that is sad. Um, like it's in the 60s somewhere where he – and it's sort of just before um, he gets the goatee and everything and he's kind of arguing going, what are you saying we don't stick up for the little guy? You know, what, what are you saying we only deal with the big problems? Mm-hmm. So he and Snapper Carr and a bunch of other second stringers go off and help out this, this, this small case which ends up being a bit bigger than they realised. And this is kind of a throwback to that kind of era of the 60s in the comics and late 60s, early 70s when everything was was a little bit fun and games but was starting to get a little darker mm. and you started moving into your reality and your hard-travelling heroes and all that kind of stuff. So it's that kind of cast. And it's stuff that Brad Meltzer had dealt with before in his Green Arrow run where he dealt with Ollie coming back from the dead and looking at photos of who was at his funeral and not recognising a guy and then going back and trying to work out what had happened in between. So it's kind of a format that he sort of dealt with. Uh, Brad Meltzer is, of course, a a novelist who uses comic book references in all of his books. I think there was a book where he had like all the members of the – all the judges on the Supreme Court were like named after Watchmen characters. (laughs) You know, um, uh, one of his other books, the lead character was Ollie – you know, stuff like that. So he is someone who, even though he's a novelist originally, he lives and breathes comics. So he knows these characters. I guess my problem comes with this book. I love I love this book. Don't get me wrong. Like I actually love um, the story. I love all the things you mentioned. I love the mystery. I love the, the detective aspect of it. I love the twist to the tale of it. What, what I object to ultimately is that the killer was a, a jilted wife who was doing things because... She she wanted attention. She wanted you know to 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 hear her relationship back again. And do you know why that didn't bother me though? And the, yeah. I thought this book was. Let me just off the bat. I thought this was a brilliant read. Yeah. And I think I actually have an advantage here, which is I don't know much about the yeah. DC, the past DC universe. And because I don't have a huge grounding in all those minor characters, I didn't have what these reviewers are basically saying, how, yeah. oh, they've destroyed the universe, because I don't know them that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I can come in and basically go, okay, that's really interesting, and I think it's really interesting what happened to his wife and Dr. Light and the memory yeah. wipe and, and you know her being killed. I can look at it and go, I can look at it uh, from a point of view of going, it's a character and that is a plot device to move forward. I don't have an attachment to But her. it's not even that. I think it was kind of that thing that but, Gail Simone would call the women in fridges syndrome. Uh, you sure, know? but and what I was going to say, but the, the Laurie thing at the end, that the twist and the fact that she's a jilted lover... For me, it made sense. And so I look at it and I sit there and go... She, oh, it's classic soap in that no, sense. No, but yeah. no, but she is surrounded by people in garish, bright costumes who deal mm. with world cosmic events. What are you going to do to try and get attention? Mm. You know what I mean? You're going to do something pretty extreme to try and get attention because this husband of hers, in the great scheme of things, he, she could be perceiving herself as yeah. this small. Yeah. You know? And so she does something that is so outrageous that to win him back. You know, um, and then yeah, I guess I had a it, problem yes, with it her. is crazy. Yeah, but it's I can I can see that point yeah. of view. I can see her because they kind of send her off to Arkham by the end of it. Yeah, they kind of make well, her she's nuts. nuts. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about yeah. it. They're pretty literal about it. I mean, like she's as a, she's a pair of like atom-sized footprints in in someone else's yeah. brain. Yeah, like that. That's and a, she didn't that's, mean to kill. Uh, but no, she, it was but, just but, but to that, get attention. But that, yeah. that that metaphor there is pretty profound. I guess. Yeah, I think so. Like it's like. 
at, at yeah. the end of the yeah. day, like the mm. like when when you read these comic books, like I, see, I the, don't, I don't the see wives and the family are, are big things, but they've left a definite footprint in. And the in wives and the family, though, you know. always take backseat. Always, mm, even yeah. in Animal Man, which is all about family. Mm. When you read Animal Man, he's all about his family. Yeah. But when duty calls, he goes. Yeah. yeah. And, and ultimately, in the New Fifty Two, didn't it cost him his son? Yes. You know, yeah. it's like because he wasn't there. Yeah. You know, and you sit there and go, I, I can understand what Meltzer's getting to in this mm. book. I can sit there and say, yeah, I can see him saying she feels so insignificant. I mean, to the fact where they divorced, mm. you know, mm. they've they're finished, and she wants him back so bad that she sets in motion yeah. this this event to bring her closer. Yeah. Because her idea was if she puts a if she puts a threat out there to the families, then mm. he will be drawn back to her. I, I, I think the accident happens yeah. that she kills. There's her. two things I want to say here. One, I I, I I completely accept that and I think that it is as a plot device and mm. as a tried and true, you know, soap, you know, kind of mm. plot device, it works really well. Okay, and I think that's a really great twist, and it does make an interesting twist to to you know what happens behind the panel behind the panels behind the uh, the, the scenes mm. of you know what happened to the real people world you know, and it's kind of like uh, this week uh, our good friend JD was was comparing uh, Daredevil to to Marvels in the sense that um, these are kind of street level people while all the the big stuff's happening oh, exactly, elsewhere, yeah. and kind of you know the Sue Dibneys, the Gene Lorings of the world are you know, the old man photographer guy, mm-hmm. you know, in Marvels. They are the people who have to sit by and watch this. And I and I accept that. And I accept that that's a really interesting uh, way of way of looking at this. I guess I guess I just found the whole hysterical woman thing at the end of it and the way it's gonna be just like old times, won't it? It's be like old times. I found that a little on the nose and I found that a little but on the flip side, um, I thought it was really interesting the way they dealt with Tim Drake. Um, and, well, and and incredibly his, touching. Yeah, it was one of the most heartbreaking scenes mm. uh, to watch Batman wrap him up as soon as Tim Drake's father gets mm-hmm. killed. Batman wrap him up his arms and say it's okay, mm. you know, kind of. And you kind of get, I think, a couple of beats of um, Batman losing his parents, the first Robin dying. Rob, sorry, Dick Grayson losing his parents, um, uh, and and um, uh, what's his face, Jason Hood. Uh, Jason Hood, Jason, Jason Todd, Todd, who became the Red Hood, uh, dying is where you kind of get those beats really quickly mm. and kind of like what effect and that has. And it's interesting, not being immersed in past DC lore, mm. I was never actually aware of how Tim Drake's father died. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah. me, this was like, oh, this is the moment. Because I read this at the time. I yeah. read this as it was coming out and it was huge mm. when it came out. It was massive and it, it shook the very foundation. Mm. See, and I don't think this book would have worked at all mm. had it been some generic supervillain. No, you know, it's like it had to be something as close as mm. one of the heroes themselves I turning can, bad or mm, a loved one. Mm. And I actually did think at one point they were going to go with the Adam. I thought at one point, mm. oh my God, he's gone. Yeah. Bonkers. Mm. And let me tell you, timing would have been perfect had I read Convergence just before this, where they're showing that he's going a little bit nuts. Yeah. Because yeah, I would have gone, yeah. maybe that is a possibility, but I read this earlier in the week. So, interesting. So, but yeah, after reading Convergence, there you go. Maybe he is a bit nuts. You know? <laughs> my, my mind's kind of spinning a bit trying to think about this because I kind of I kind of do understand where all the criticisms coming mm. from. Um, but you know how we were talking about that uh, Batgirl cover, yeah, that yeah. came under controversy like that. I can't understand <coughs> the like, Batgirl. Which Batgirl? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Raphael yeah, the, Albuquerque yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't understand the outrage to that. I can understand it with this, but I, I don't agree with it necessarily. I don't think it's intentional. 
Whereas, like, the problem with Identity Crisis is that there's nothing to offset it. Like, the mm. women, the other women characters, like Wonder Woman, Black Canary, don't get much to do in comparison. It's not, yeah. it's not weighted. But uh, I don't think it's intentional because it, it does, it doesn't cross that line where, um, where Jean is portrayed as doing something that all women would do or something that's normalized for all the female characters in the DC universe. Like, right. she's clearly, like, snapped. Like she's clearly had a psychotic break and she's in yes. prison for it. There's there's nothing in the book that goes like all women wear bikinis, full stop. You know, it's yeah. like they're yeah. clearly talking about one individual. I think it's actually interesting too. And on that I don't level, think, it's I don't okay. think she snapped at the beginning either. No, I think it is the death of Dibney mm. that is mm. actually what makes her snap. Yeah. But I mean, because this I is think the she's kind of, very calculated. Yeah. Yeah. And her actions yeah. following that though, my, my uh, like pro- she tries Mark- to pretend to hang herself. Mm. She like all, it's all very stuff. calculated. Yeah. 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 My, my problem with this kind of thing is that if, if it was a male character like Batman, people would be saying, oh, Batman's losing his mind. Batman's going insane. Like, oh, he's been pushed to the limit. Like how far will he go? You know, he's, his denial is breaking and, and all this stuff. They'll read into it. They'll, they'll full look at the subtext and analyze it. Whereas... She's got long hair and all of a sudden it's a major issue. You know, it's, yeah, it's a I woman kinda, yeah, thing. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like this kind of stuff is crazy to me because it, it didn't once cross my mind when reading it. And I guess maybe that's because I'm a man, you know, like or some nonsense no, but I'm, but like see, that. Whereas what, like I, I just think like this is like seriously, this is a DC comic that's moving the universe forward in really dramatic, yes. edgy ways that, that isn't afraid to do something like include a rape scene or you know, like actually investigate this stuff. And like, I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's like you get an an award-winning novelist to come and do a standalone story. And how, and it's amazing in my in my opinion. It's a but masterpiece. The, but, but no, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. but, all but, these but, issues aside, I yeah. think this is... Yeah. as great a story as... But as I was saying, like... Um, like I don't agree with it, but I totally understand this. Yeah. Where, whereas the I agree with a little bit. The, the Batgirl thing, I don't. I don't. The understand. first the first time I read this, I didn't even have it in my head at all. Like didn't ten, even year, ten, to ten me. years ago, I didn't have it in my head at mm. all. But then I've read a lot of comics since then. Yeah, and that's, 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 that's and why I, my head's swimming because it didn't come into my head until I spoke to you guys. And about then it. Yeah. and then having listened to ten years of these arguments, having listened to to other things that have come up since, I can totally see this. And actually, rereading some of this dialogue now. I hate to use the term. It, there is a little element of misogyny to it, and I can see that argument in there as well. Mm. I don't necessarily disagree. I don't necessarily agree with all of these arguments. I certainly don't think it's the comic that ruined comics by any means. No. Um, that statement I, alone. Is what ridiculous. I would like to explore coming out of that, though, is that 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 negative influence that it's had on subsequent comics that they mentioned there, like Civil War, the darkening of the DCU. I don't agree with any of that. As a result. Actually, I don't think but you... you know I don't so think bullshit. you... No, sorry. No, can sorry. I just don't think yeah, you yeah, can yeah. disagree with that because no, com- I don't, I don't no, comic, dis- comics did get darker no, as a result di- of I don't this. disagree yeah. that it was the darkening of comic books. I don't see that as a bad thing in any way, shape or form. Yes and no, because but how I, many times yeah. have we sat here going, oh, why can't comics just be... Fun, yeah, and, and, you know, and, 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 and there like, are yeah, going to be yeah, fun yeah. comics. Yeah, no. I'm, not, I'm not complaining towards you. I'm complaining towards a lot of sentiments here. Of this, yeah, bu- no, of no. this bullshit of like, it's, it's this argument. We should, know, we should sorry, point out. Sorry to swear, but like, can, can it, I just yeah. say mm-hmm. we are responding here to the Chris Sims Comics Alliance argument. Yeah. That's what we're yeah. talking yeah. about. And yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all good and well for yeah. like like us to sit here in 2015 and talk about a 2004 comic book with 2015 mentality. Yeah. Whereas you it's like, take it for the it's like well. the context of well, 2004 was such, exactly such, such a different world in terms of like political correctness. It was 
whether we want well, to certainly in terms or of uh, geek girl yeah, kind of like, responses like, to like things it's like a we, huge button now like that like and and you almost have this inverse I, i'd say a lot of that is a positive thing that there is a, a larger geek girl voice out there mm. and a larger no, female I, 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 voice i'm, I'm in, not trying to say it's negative at all please no that's not what no, i'm no, saying no 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 i know what you're saying yeah. but i'm saying yeah. like that that just just to contextualize yeah. that big button yeah. thing like we do actually have a lot more awareness around it at the moment i do agree that there are some issues that have been unfairly taken out of context mm. Um, this is not necessarily one, I think. Now, I won't agree with the extreme views that are being espoused. And if you if you want to read all these in full, go and look for the links that's in the um, the reception section of the Wikipedia article. There's a there's a whole link, uh, list of positive and negative reception hmm. to it as well. This look, this is a dark, dark, dark mm. um, book in places. It deals I, yeah. with rape. It deals with murder. It deals with with you know as you as you said, like a a, a wife of a long-standing superhero having a psychotic mm. break. I mean, let's put, it into con- let's, let's put it into context of the Marvel Universe. When I was reading Marvel Comics way back in the 80s, yes, Spider-Man was a fun book. Spider-Man, which was my number one book, I used to read it every, every – I used to read three different books, Web of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spectacular, and Amazing Spider-Man every month. And yes, it was a lot of fun and it was frivolous and everything else. But at the same time, they would have these really serious issues yeah. where dealing with the death of, of Detective Wolf and stuff like that and, and, and the effects that it would have on Spider-Man. And I don't see any of that as being a negative. I look at it and go, that is, that is yes, is it the darkening of comic books? Absolutely. Is, yeah. it, dark. is, it, a, is it a bad thing? No, because we get to keep mm. tell darker stories. Does that mean we take all the fun out of comics? Not at all. It just means that there is a place the... that we can tell a darker story if we have to. So how do you feel about the argument that this is comparable to civil war in the sense that it 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 split um, i agree no the, i think yeah, the universe no, I, yeah. down the middle and suddenly you had because one of the other criticisms that's been leveled at this is that um it unfairly darkened those previous eras of comics like where all the, the light stuff that's happening in the foreground we know that somewhere in the background of all those previous adventures Sue Didnimi was being raped and and, and, and minds mean, were being wiped and God knows how many times this happened but you, know? you look at this and you sit there and go you know it adds a little bit of a realistic depth to that and you can sit there and go we can go yeah are those things yeah. happening in the background yes they might have been mm. you know did we actually write about them because no because in that era of comic books we weren't allowed to yeah because you know? I want to I would argue that that um, and this this is this is coming into a comparison with the new fifty two stuff, which is so lightweight in comparison, mm. because mm. you've got um, uh, I can't remember who was saying to someone was saying to me on on Twitter this week about it being uh, Green Arrow being the, the the moral compass of, of not anymore. No, certainly not. But this is the thing. Mm. In the New 52, there is no moral compass to the mm. to the Justice League. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens. People aren't allowed to have political opinions. People aren't allowed to have relationships. I agree. People aren't yeah. allowed to be married. And this is not just me commenting on my observations of the New 52. This, this, is, this is fact. This is, mm. this is actual editorial policy. And here you actually have genuine relationships you have genuine mm. um, interpersonal relationships mm. the stuff with between you know Clark and his mother um, it's beautiful you know like you know when she said one of the most heartbreaking scenes is the epilogue to the book where it's the Ellen Goddard man just having this conversation with someone talking about his day it's beautiful and then you see him leaning over and he, and he grins into the into the um, uh, the mirror and he, you realise you lean over and he's just talking and saying you know He's talking to the empty spot on the bed next to him. Talking to his dead wife, yeah. And fuck, I'm just tearing up talking about it now. And it's just this beautiful moment. You wouldn't get that 
without all that. Also, I mean, the moment at the funeral where he's supposed to be coming out to give the and speech, he, and he can't hold, and he his, can't oh, hold his shape no. because he's so distraught. You know, I can't even. And I'm that's fucked. yeah, and okay. that's where yeah. this book. You sit there and you go, "This is brilliance." You know, and you it sit made there and, me swear. Sorry, I just couldn't. Yeah, no, yeah. it is brilliance. It yeah. is. You sit there and you read this book and you go, "It is. It has got real depth. It's got real characters to it." And for people to sit there and say, "This is destroyed comic books," I find is the most ludicrous comment ever because you sit there and go, yeah. "No, this is the growth of comic books. This is where comic." books come of age and actually this give is, you, this let is, you show some yeah. depth. This, this, I don't know, it really highlights some absolute nonsense that's going around the world lately. The whole This whole idea of like in five years' time, when we're, we're going to be able just to... to Choose our news sources entirely with people we agree with. There's not going to be yeah. It's actually you know I've been following yeah, yeah you know and and it's like absolute nonsense now where we're heading into where it's like. I remember something Grant Morrison had said, and we all know Grant Morrison's had a huge impact on how I view a lot of things. And Grant Morrison has, has always said, why are comic books si- si- uh, singular? Why are they always picked on? Mm. Uh, like, why, mm. why are comic books always at the moment like, oh, there's so much misogyny in comic books, so much misogyny in comic books. We're talking about a medium that at the moment has a, a max readership of 500,000 people worldwide, right? Probably, like monthly, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and Grant yeah. Morrison has said like, like why have why are comic book fans always the ones that are picked on for being the most crazy, the most nerdy, the most <laughs> psychotic? Where in reality is the comic book fans make up the smallest fan base for any media out there. Look, look there are the way size. more crazy people that are fans of One Direction. Yeah. Or, or, there are way more movie fans. Or world like, wrestling or something, you know. You know like Fast like, and you know, the Furious uh... Fast and the Furious comes out, right? It it, it grosses like how much money? A it's lot. like the fifth highest grossing movie of all about, time. They're talking about 150 million right? for the weekend. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I have not read one. Sorry, I'm going to swear. Uh, one fucking review that's gone. It's a misogynist movie. Yeah, not one. This is a movie that opens on on a girl in in like the shortest pants. Well, and nothing but you know, butts. Like, nothing, my son, yeah. we walk out of it and he goes, "Boy, James Wan really likes girls' butts, doesn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> not not a problem. Yeah, not, not a problem because it's accepted you know? in that genre. You know? But whereas, we have we have yeah. these these muppets on stage mm. performing these shit house ridden songs, and every girl in the world's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, you no know, one like, ever complains about no the misogyny of a Nicki Minaj about, video. About yeah. that, yeah, you yeah. know. But whereas, like, oh, this one comic book from 2004 that also you know, I'm going to say something really controversial here, and I'm. I stand by it and I don't care if you, you can write to me and argue with me all mm. you want, but things are time and place. We can't sit there and look, yeah. ten, no, we can't sit there and look 10 years back with, with our 10 year older eyes mm. and go, that was so misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. That was how people thought then. Two, now, we are talking about, sorry, we're talking this about, is 2004, not, <laughs> no, 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 1967. Even 10 years is a, Wait, even, ten, <laughs> even 10 years is a long time in, in changing people's values. Yeah, and ideas. I know, but I mean, 2004 was under lifetime ago. Well, even in this sort of thing, talk to people who are around now, they don't even remember 10 years ago. I work with a bunch of them that are in their 20s. You know what I mean? They don't remember it. And the thing is, you sit there and you look at it and you go, to sit there and go, Oh well, we can't we can't read this book because we have to condemn it because it's misogynistic because it's fifteen years old well, I mean, and, they, and they may have said something that is akin to book burning. I'm well, sorry. Two, two, you know? two, two. I mean, I mean, I guess the easiest argument to, to respond to that is like uh, to, to this argument, the Chris Sims argument is, look, you know, the, for the book that ruined comics, we've had eleven com- years worth of comics yeah. since then. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and you know, and we've had things that have There's ruined, ruined, ruined comics comic. far more. I will say this. I will say this is my my final remarks on mm-hmm. on the, this issue. Um, as my final remarks, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, is, is that uh, I, I I do 
agree to some extent that, you know, some of that argument that a lot of the heroes come out of here looking like jerks, victims or pariahs. That was Chris Sims thing. There, there is a, there's a, there is a vast negativity to this. I do agree with some of the comments that say it's misogynistic. I do agree with some of that. I think, cause I can, I can certainly read this comic with that lens. Totally. Yeah. Because I, I was, agree with I was certainly well. coming yeah. to it this second time or third time that I've read mm-hmm. it. Um, with 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 that with that lens on, seeing if I could find that in there, and I found some of that in there. I still found an amazingly written story mm. at its core, which is uh, I think essential reading um, as 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 a dark version, but also a celebration of some of the best thing best aspects of best and worst aspects of comics over the last seventy years. You know, and so yeah. I think I think there's a lot to be had in this book, and. Honestly, I would recommend this as a massive read oh, I think for anyone. It's brilliant. I think yeah. I highly yeah. recommend it. I did, will we go so far? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Um. This is comics 101. Absolutely. Yeah. If yeah. for no other reason that you get a conversation like this out of it. And it, cha- yeah. it changes yeah. the I, I, look, I, any I comic that can change the face of a universe. Well. Like, like my final comment in all of this is that I wish the conversation would move more towards like what's original and what's bad, what's good and what's bad in stories. Because the conversation always seems to move away from what's good and bad about storytelling and the medium. Always, it's like can't we? Like it's like movies when people go, "Oh, it's a it's a it's a remake of an old movie, therefore it's going to be crap," or it's based on a TV series. And it's kind of like, well, you know, like there are there are good examples of this. You know, like it's just execution. It's a matter of what's good and what's bad. It, it's not a matter of like. Oh, it's a remake, or it's unoriginal, or any of that nonsense. Let's not homogenize everything down to you know, one paint stripe. Con- like converge it, if you will. Converge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's just they it, have, it, it they have done more damage know, to the DC universe with the New Fifty Two than this book ever yeah. did. Because you know, actually, you know, funny. you know what? You know what's super funny about all of this in that reception yeah. section alone that I've been looking at while we've been talking is that only a small part of it's based on the misogyny. Yeah, yeah. You know, the I rest know, of it's all about the murder case and mm. like you know, like like the inconsistency of the storyline and like the the bad continuity yeah. like uh like i had to raise it as an thing. issue because yeah, it no, has been yeah. a bit of major no, bit like of controversy. it was obviously the big and i, I yeah. can totally i just wanted to say like i i can totally see it in the book yeah i, I, mean, I just i just I'm, don't agree with whether it's intentional or not and that's yeah that's yeah. The i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you with one final thought on this book just to blow your mind in case you haven't read the collected graphic novel, which actually has all sorts of notes at the back. Yeah, God. Yeah, it's... lots and lots of notes at the back. But the one, the note in particular that this I want... This is the 10th wanted... anniversary version you get. get yeah. That, get that version. The one, the one I wanted to bring oh, up in particular... Have this. The one I wanted to bring up in particular is it talks about who he modeled all the characters after because yeah. as an artist, he actually bases them on real people. And the one I just wanted to leave you with was the Captain Boomerang was based on porn star Ron Jeremy. <laughs> you can totally see that. Absolutely is. <laughs> I said we we haven't we haven't said a word about Rags Morales art and it's it's, it's amazing yeah oh, in particular, that one the, spread, the spread of the, of the funeral oh yeah mm-hmm. wow that's like it's kind of one of those scenes that artists dream of doing yeah you know getting to draw every character they actually, in the DC, they actually yeah. talk about that shot in particular in yeah. the in the back uh, matter or have nightmares about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I mean, just just to end it on on some of those other comments that people made. You know, I really love this comment though that that someone in I think it's Dominic Organ of Comics Bulletin said that you know the fear is palpable and all over Batman's face. A single panel that will stick with me for some time, I'm sure, which is the uh, Batman racing back to Tim's apartment. You know, so there are these beautiful moments in there like that, which are not only just great action shots and great dramatic scenes, but they're also genuinely human drama as well. And I think that's what this book is about. It's about human drama. And I think the reason people take it so personally because it is such a personal mm. kind of uh, dramatic story. And it's, it's confronting not, too. There, like, there is no villain to punch, mm. you know, so it is confronting in that sense. Absolutely. Mm. So 
That is this week's show. We've been talking for just over an hour. That was oddly um, intense. Uh, David, can, can I hear from the girl just for, uh, for a very brief you can. period of time? Hey, hey girl. It's from Joe. He's, can we please stop ha- getting Dave to go on and on and on about misogyny? <laughs> please. I'm so tired the, of it. I, I, keep bring, I keep bringing it up, man. <laughs> the, uh, the comment that I want to bring uh, up this week is actually from a, uh, a listener who will be on the show next week, Ooh. which is uh, Mr. Ryan K. Lindsay who actually said that he was listening to us. And I'm just trying to find the quote here now because I'm completely ill-prepared. He said, I'm listening to Behind the Panels laugh at their own jokes on the latest episode. And he linked to it. And he said, the best Aussie comics podcast. There you go. So you wow. know, heard it from him. You yeah. know I'm using that quote on our website, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Ryan will be joining us next week. Uh, to he talk. only did it so he can get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> We'd already invited him on at that stage. <laughs> we love you, Ryan. Uh, uh, Ryan, of course, was last heard on the show back when we did Batman Year One, which we mentioned uh, this week as well. Mm. Uh, that was and back- was he heard? Boy, was he heard? Yeah, yeah, no, he was. We we had him on, and it was it was great because Ryan is is just such a. a, 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 a an enthusiast for great comics my, as well. My favourite part of Ryan K. Lindsay is you just wind him up, put him on the stage, and he just <laughs> takes over. Which is what we're looking forward to next week. We've yeah. got a lot to say about Daredevil, so uh, it might go a little long next week. We're doing a 13-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> doing an hour for every episode of the thing. I saw, I saw from his Facebook feed that he was busily on the couch watching. Has he finished it? Do you know? I don't know where he's up to yeah. with it now, but uh, he was watching a lot last night. So... Um, we will be talking about the full season um, of Netflix and there is no reason you have to go out and get this through illicit means or whatever. No, it's if a you free sign first up, month. If you sign up for Netflix right now, yep, you get a whole month free and that includes everything that's on there, including Daredevil, mm. including and things like... they're not like, paying us for this spot. No, no, so. no, no. no. We just love Netflix so freaking mm. much <laughs> because we are now watching 13 episodes of Daredevil for free. Yeah. If Netflix would yeah. like to yeah. sponsor the show, they're yeah. more than welcome to. You know. I think we should just pretend we're sponsored by it and then hopefully it'll come. Brought to you yeah. by, by Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> At Audible. <laughs> Netflix.com. Yeah. Man, I can't wait to get some Big Macs and some... Uh, Oh. Cheeseburgers later on today, guys. Man, I'm, I, I just love Lego. I'm going yeah. down to Good Games Hurstville. <laughs> somehow I suspect yeah. that, that they're already sponsoring us. Somehow I, this extra large mother hasn't given me the energy enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need something more with a lift. Yeah, I, um, I think every, every listener should be watching Daredevil now. There's no yeah. excuse not to. It's only 13 hours. The Seriously, only reason there you are 24 to- hours in a day. You, you could watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy... Or you could watch Daredevil. Yeah. That, that's how much time you need. It's not a lot, guys. You know, you you could you could two do episodes it. a day. You're done. Take take an hour break to listen to this episode here. Yeah, and yeah. then at the end of the Daredevil marathon, you listen to our next episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's your yeah. day done. If you if you sit around thinking, oh, it's the weekend, we're gonna just a couple of days off before I go back to work. I think it's gonna sit on the couch, beating off. They to, won't get this episode <laughs> till Monday to, to the yeah. Voice Australia or something. Your girlfriend, and, you know, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Put they your, all want to watch. Put it your too. family it's, aside yeah. for just, could, <laughs> just a week. All right. No, they should watch time. it, man. Yeah, get the, yeah. gather the family around. Get the small children particularly because. It's a very family-friendly show, that Daredevil. Disclaimer, totally. Daredevil is rated adult. <laughs> Daredevil is magnificent and you should all be watching it. We'll be talking about it in full next week. The week after that, we will be talking about another small release that's coming out. It's a little film <laughs> I like to call Avengers. 
<laughs> I'm saving my energy You for need the, to do them now Because yeah. you're not going to be able to no, do them I, 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 I'm telling Richard before the show I've committed to a Should one you, and a half minute well, David, David <laughs> do you, want to, you and I want to do it? It's, it, it no, it, let's practice for the actual Age of Ultron show We're going to do it I'm going to do Age oh, Richard's no, no, going to no, do no, We have to Ultron. practice for actually in the cinema When we all call no, no, it out Oh yeah, okay, no, okay. okay. So, so how are we going to do this? He's going to do Age I'll do Of And you can do Ultron No, I'll do Age Because you do Ultron so well Okay, so Age of Ultron Okay, sorry So Next week we're doing Daredevil, but the week after that we're doing Avengers. Age of Ultron! Yay! Well done, well done, well done. We're all masturbating while we did that. (laughs) I almost finished. Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys. And and I took off my pants to make a face mask. What was that about us laughing at our own jokes? So, uh, what jokes? We haven't been joking at all. So, if (laughs) if you've watched, um, uh, we're the death of podcasts. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. If you if you've watched Daredevil and you want to, if you actually if you have a comment on this week's pick, or if you have a comment on Daredevil or Age of Ultron or anything else, um, send us some feedback to feedback at behindthepanels.net or drop us a voicemail on Sydney number o two eight zero one one four one six seven or Skype ID Geek actually, and we'll play those out on the show. Um, alternatively, you can do two things, uh, which would be really great. You can drop us a Twitter. Um, at um, or a tweet rather at our at uh, big pond at uh, big pond. If <laughs> <laughs> you send it to big pond, we're not going to read it. No. <laughs> you can send it to behind the panels, just at behind the panels. That's where we got that lovely quote from Ryan from. Um, you can also visit our Facebook page, just look for behind the panels. Or if you really, really want to do nice things for us, go to iTunes, leave us a look up behind the panels, leave us a star review or a comment on that. We'll read the best comments out on the show, and you can do that to the behind the panels feed or the geek actually super feed. Either one really helps us out, but uh, we really want to put behind the panels up the rankings. And if you want to come and see us live and you're in Sydney and you've got nothing else to do on free comic book day, Good Games Hurstville on the 2nd of May, uh, which is the first Saturday in May at 3 p.m., uh, we're doing a live show. Uh, we're really looking forward to this. We've already got a bit of a guest list building. There will be free stuff. There will be the regular giveaways. I there's going to be free comic books There will too. be free comic books. And, and Jamie's kind of suggested that um, most stores limit you to one or two comics on free comic book day. He's willing to give us a couple more. So if you've got nothing else to do and you really want to come along and have some fun on free comic book day, mm. it's an afternoon gig mm-hmm. so you don't have to kind of schlep out to the suburbs in the middle of the night. You can just come out, go go do your free comic book mm-hmm. day stuff in the city in the morning. And then come to us. Then come to and, us. Um, and we will be signing afterwards for about an hour. Yeah, and, we'll be uh, signing. Eight by tens are going to be 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we That's give, low. That's we, low. We <laughs> give them $40 to take an eight by ten off our hands. Yeah. Um, so until until next week when we'll be doing Darrod Evil, um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at DVD Bits. And you can find me at David McVeigh. Um, or on Facebook, uh, Geek Actually, or you can find me at geekactually.com where we actually do another podcast called the Geek Actually Podcast, funnily enough. And we also do uh, Podcast Pillar Fort, which we you do. can find at podcastpillarfort.com. Which you didn't plug, I don't know why. I forgot. <laughs> that, 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 Sorry, Amy. You, you can find me uh, on Netflix. <laughs> you and me both, man. Netflix yeah. needs to have a little social network <laughs> built into <laughs> rate, rate me five stars. <laughs> I have suggestions. You can you find guys. Netflix on Netflix, ANZ on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Dave Longo, and I uh, if you follow me, that's cool. That's cool. That's I'll so I'll probably cool. follow you back. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're a spam And you can bot. find me on the Geek Actually show, too. Yeah. 
That's true. If you I'm can. still welcome. And you, after today's embarrassment. You, you might find me this week for the first time ever on the New Geek Actually you Show. You may just find <gasps> Don't him. bury the lead, Richard. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a surprise, was it? When people yeah. just turn up and go, who's this handsome voice? <laughs> what, what he a, should have his own show. What a shock. <laughs> Richard's doing a podcast. With a, I got called the pod monster. This way, <laughs> on and I, th- I, th- I think you've done far more podcasts than I've ever done. I probably have, yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah, you're just who called me. you that? A oh, pod monster, a, a guy. That's on Twitter. Just, you're sleeping with other mean. people, are you, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> He's cheating on us, Dave. He went on Matt's podcast again. <laughs> I haven't lately. Is he still doing that? Matt's been doing the podcast. Don't know. I thought he retired. That's what I thought. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Matt, get in touch with us. Tell us if you were If you're listening out there, Matt. You, you get off Daredevil. <laughs> I think you've been getting off on no. Daredevil. <laughs> no, I think I think in all fairness and all seriousness, Matt uh, Matt, Matt had a baby. So, I mean, like, fair well, enough. Well, his wife yeah. did. <laughs> Not, did. Did she? I thought it was a junior type situation. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if Matt had a baby, he'd be a miracle of science. He'd, he'd be raking in the coin right now. <laughs> he just called off the Today Tonight appearances alone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, until next week, I am uh, Flashpoint era Richard Gray. <laughs> I'm just David McVeigh. <laughs> oh, man. I am Armored Best. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm CGI Paul Walker. <laughs> and this has been Behind the Panels. Behind the Panels is a production of geekactually.com. 